Mitu Netter, Volume 1, The Great Oracle of Tehuti in the Egyptian System of Spiritual Cultivation. Chapter 1, Introduction, beginning at the bottom of page 14, Religion, Trance, and Ancestors. As religion concerns itself with the inner realm of being, in main... Its main vehicle is the phenomena of trance. Proficiency in this stage, which we will later define, gives one full acquaintance with the metaphysical realm. On one hand, communication with the two classes of entities dwelling therein, the dead and the spirits of administrating natural phenomena, becomes possible. On the other hand, First-hand knowledge of man's metaphysical vehicles and the inspirance of man's true relation with God and all other creatures are attained. The central theme of this discourse becomes clear when we take note of the fact that while Westerners believe in the survival of the spirit after death, they have no tradition of ancestor worship. Now the reason is clear. It is for the lack of a culture of trance working, which is the only means to that end. The same holds true for angels. While Western religions claim belief in their existence, these metaphysical dwellers have been banished of late to the pages of the scriptures. The ability through trance to communicate with deceased beings has led blacks to the greatest understanding of the nature of man. It has provided us with an inner empirical evidence of the immortality of man. Immortality is not merely the survival of the spirit, but one's identity across incarnations. On the other hand, because of the pricelessness of the, revela of the revelation that man is immortal, on the other, on the other hand... Because of the unparalleled guidance that ancestors provide, rituals for communion with the ancestors play a prominent role in the religion of black nations. It is instructive to note that the greatest architectural marvels of the ancient civilizations were bur burial shrines. Entire cities were filled with these structures that surpassed in opulence the dwellings of every of even the kings. In place of this insight, Western scholars could only see that they believed to be the work of megalomaniacal builders. Only from the ancestors, the living proof of life after death could have been learned the observances and practices that led to immortality, such as practices and observances became the fundamental doctrines of the spiritual development of men and nations. Participation in a series of African and Oriental rituals will reveal that all the women in general can attain to the trance state with greater ease and power than men. Societies that have a deep appreciation for synthetical thinking and introversion due to their right-sidedness or equilibrium cannot fail then to hold in great esteem their women. Just the opposite is found in left-sided societies. It is no wonder then to find that in all black nations, women and goddesses occupy positions and play roles equaling those of the males. Women in commit 
Kemet, and other black nations of antiquity occupied positions not yet achieved by Westerners, by Western women to date. As queen mothers, they determined their transference of the kingship and legitimized the king. Inheritance was through them. That is, they held the wealth of the nation. They were priestesses in their own right and in their matter of record that the goddesses whose shrines they were responsible for commanded greater importance than importance than those of the gods in many cases. In contrast, we find Western women just beginning to make headway in their struggle for equality 6,000 years behind their black counterparts. Where is the female rabbi, imam, iman, bishop, etc.? To summarize, I would like to point to the fact that what I have done is to simply carry to the logical conclusions well-known facts regarding the division of the brain's functions. It was not until the early part of the 1950s that Western scientists began to understand fully that the higher functions of the human brain were divided between hemispheres. Teams of surgeons, psychologists, neurologists, and biologists discovered that the two hemispheres process information regarding the same things in diametrically opposed yet complementary ways. Unfortunately, Western scientists went on to characterize the separate functions of each hemisphere by wild generalizations. The left side governs language, scientific thinking, etc. For example, even wilder generalizations were given. The left and the right hemisphere, respectively, were said to differ from each other in that the first is intellectual and other intuitive, intellectual versus sensuous, secondary versus primary, deductive versus imaginative, realistic versus impulsive, analytic versus relational, sequential versus multiple, rational versus intuitive, discursive versus I ah. IEDITIC. There is a bit of truth in some of these statements, but they cannot be accepted without due caution and corrections. We will deal with them in later chapters. It has also been recognized that in some people, the functions of the left hemisphere predominate, while in others, those of the right side do. Those of the right side do. Hemisphere predominant. Ugh. Central to our discourse is the fact that the characteristics of Western culture are predominantly the productions of the left hemisphere of the brain, while the characteristics of the black and most other non-Western cultures are that of the right. Let's return to the earlier quotation from Placid Temple's book. This European concept of separate beings or substance which finds themselves side by side entirely independent one of another is foreign to the Bantu thought. This observation is one of the thousands implicitly but unequivocally states that something in the European makes them see and postulate differences. While something in the Bantu makes them see and postulate unity when reviewing or when viewing the same reality. Again, the legacy of Egypt 
Barb states that although Westerners are now in possession of dictionaries and grammars of the Egyptian language, they are not in a position to understand it because, <clears throat> quote, the Egyptian way of thinking is so utterly different from our Western logical mind, end quote. Again, one has to be obtuse not to see what Barb refers to as the European logical mind is the predominance of the left side of the brain. Of course, the statement must be corrected to syllogic, to syllogistic logic. For the right side has a logical function of its own. Barb concludes by referring to the impossibility, quote, impossibility of translating Egyptian thoughts into modern language. For the distinctions we cannot avoid making did not exist for the Egyptians, end quote. It begs several questions. Why can't European thinking avoid making distinctions that do not exist for the Egyptians? Or equally valid, why cannot the Egyptians avoid unifying and synthesizing where Westerners cannot avoid segregating and analyzing? Before we answer these questions, let's dispose of the racist statement modern. It is a tool of the theory of evolutionism that holds the black races and their cultural expressions exemplify the primitive phase of mankind, while the white race represents the more evolved modern. The observation made by many scholars concerning the difference in making in thinking between African people and Westerners can only be intelligently explained by reference to the hemispheres of the brain. If the cultural expressions of the individual nations of an entire race share the same trait, analytical, for example, it can only be because their thinking is dominated by the left hemisphere. Fortunately, we don't have to speculate on the issue for the simple fact that it is well known by professionals in the, in the area. Western scientists have long arrived at the conclusion that the Western culture is predominantly left-sided and is now attempting very strongly to introduce into the school system methods that would make more use of the right hemisphere. This has been especially encouraged by the discovery that such educational methods that appeal to the right side of the brain excel greatly over those of the left. Super learning, accelerated learning are the superlatives that are being thrown around as they are finding that such methods shorten the learning period and produce a greater yield in understanding and retention, understanding and retention over the left side. This is the reason why black nations were the first to achieve a high level of civilization we will see that it is the techniques used in the current super learning systems are nothing more than a minor fraction of the techniques used in traditional Africa from time in traditional Africa from time immemorial by pretending that the whole thing is a recent western discovery and invention Westerners are dooming themselves to stagnation again. 
they need to humbly ask the African people to show them the way. A study of the literature on brain hemispheres will show that analytical and segregative thinking are carried out by the left hemisphere, while synthetical thinking is done by the right side. Let's put it another way. The left side is responsible for the differences we make between things, and it is the author, for example, of the Western attitude of seeing themselves as being separate from nature and therefore ruining the ecological balance of denying diet a significant role in healing. Poisons play a higher role of racial and sexual discrimination and so forth. On the other hand, the ecological mindfulness of most other non-Western people, for example, must be attributed to the dominance of the right hemisphere in their thinking and respect and high regards to their women is the result of the same function. Most import, a most important expression of the right side of the brain concerns the non-Western belief in the indivisibility between all things in the world. Far from being a mere intellectual notion, it is the basis of their entire way of life, affect one thing in all and all others. The Western man's response to this is to call it primitive, anism, but is this not the foundation of religion to tie back the things that have been separated? Unity states that the Kabbalah is the foundation of good, while disunity is the foundation of egotism. A failure to experience the interdependence between humans is a function of the left side and a major problem that religion sees as a chief obstacle to the spiritual life. We will see that the cure for the egotism is the activation of the right side of the brain. We will also see that the religions of the black nations were, all, were well acquainted to the dualization of the spirit and made its unification the foundation of their spiritual tradition, what today the Western man calls the functions of the hemispheres of the brain, the Kemetan referred to as the two truths, Mati, Tau, and the Taoist as the doctrine of yin and yang. The Gogons as the twin pneumo serpents that govern the various aspects of the world. Finally, we must note that the racial differences go beyond the color of the skin, type of hair, skeletal structure, and other physio physiognomical items. Sorry. In future chapters, we will accumulate all the evidence to show there is a cultural unity among all white nations, all black nations, all oriental nations, and that the common factors in each are traceable to the hemisphere of the brain that dominates their thinking, their language, and cultural expressions. And finally, that since the behavior of nations is a product of the part of their biological makeup, they could hardly help the manner in which they created their cultural expressions and reacted to others, determining thus the events that make up world history. This, and only this, I dare to say, can establish history and anthropology as sciences as well 
as to put the study of religion on a scientific basis. And that ends chapter one. Now for your dictionary definitions. Dictionary definitions. Opulence. Opulence, wealth, riches, or affluence. Abundance as of resources or goods, plenty. Opulence. Antiquity. Antiquity, the quality of being ancient. Antiquity. Oh, we looked at this one already. Eidetic. Eidetic. Of or relating to constituting visual imagery vividly experienced and readily reproducible with great accuracy and in great detail. Eidetic. Eidetic. Postulate or postulate. Postulate to ask, demand, or claim. To claim or assume the existence or truth, especially as a basis for a reasoning or arguing. Postulate or postulate. Obtuse. Obtuse. Not quick or alert in perception, feeling, or intellect. Not sensitive or observant. Dull. Not sharp or pointed. Blunt in form. Obtuse. Syllogistic. Syllogistic. Of or relating to a syllogism. 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 An argument, an argument, the conclusion of which is supported by two premises, of which one contains the term that is the predicate of the conclusion, and the other contains the term that is the subject of the conclusion common to both premises is a term that is excluded from the conclusion. A typical form is all A is C and all B is A, therefore B is C. In other words, deductive reasoning. Syllogism. Superlative. Superlative, the highest kind, quality, or order surpassing all else or others, supreme, extreme. Superlative. Supermative. Physiognomy. Physiognomy. The face or countenance, especially when considered as an index to the character. Outward appearance of anything taken as offering some insight into its character. And that ends the reading of chapter one. The Introduction and Me to Netter Volume 1.